What's up, y'all? Oh, we forgot to hit it. Oh, thanks for reminding me. Gotta hit it. It's hey, close. welcome everybody back to another episode of Strange Happenings. We're bringing the strange uh, today, this weekend. Awesome weekend. Um, you know, we uh, have some great, awesome, amazing uh, articles for you today. Uh, it's a wild lineup. Yep, absolutely. I'm your host, Mikey. We should probably do that, huh? As always, the bro host, Bub. <laughs> hey, what's and, up? Uh, we've got Stoner the Wizard. In master control with uh, Disbro here again, pitching Disbro. in and helping out with uh, making everything sound amazing like always. Yeah, he did uh, some uh, really interesting thing. audio work earlier. What was going on there? I don't know. We might have to have him do a small <laughs> segment on what he did because I think he thinks he we... Was uh, EQing out uh, all of the... Fan noise. Fan noise. But we were hearing all this wild, like... It was great. Yeah. In our headphones. Yeah. That was really cool. Like a little sonic uh, journey. Yep. We're dialing it in more and more each time, so... We try. Um, so, yeah, always thanks to those guys. What's up, everybody in the chat? I can't... Who, who's all in here? We got... We got a couple uh, people already. Uh, absolutely. Jared Hess, Flutz Capacitor. I love the uh, trees. Necro. What's happening, what up, everybody? Um, Born Not to Run's back. Yep, always. Always glad to see you. Yep. Flutz Capacitor. What's and Jared happening? Hess. That's the first time I've seen Jared Hess in there. Yeah, Chibop, welcome. We uh, got him now. We got shout him. out. <laughs> He's been a supporter of the show for a, for a long time now. He's great. Um, He's great. Actually introduced us to Cryptids of the Corn. He did. Yeah, he did. put them on my, our radar before Cryptid came. And I don't so. know, did it ever happen? I know that uh, I asked Justin and Jay if they put a shout out in there yeah i don't know i don't know we'll if they to, ever did we'll i have to listen back to the episodes um for sure uh, that's too funny but uh you know shout outs to uh, youtube what's what's happening youtube's getting after a lot it. of subscribers here recently i'm not sure what's going on um could be stoner just killing it on tiktok his tiktok game is strong <laughs> oh, I mean, it's we've strong. got um the something's going on over Man. there uh i mean just posting all the videos we've been doing on youtube shorts and the stuff we've been doing for Instagram Reels and pulling those over to TikTok. And uh, we're seeing a lot of engagement and people yeah. just going nuts for Tom's doppelganger story. It's such uh, a good story. Yeah, Ross's moon glitch story. That's another good story. Um, the, the Cemetery X from Hollow Skies crushing right now. Well, that one's crushed on Instagram and YouTube shorts. Those have gotten some good traction. But I think they're so strong, too, because those are those people's stories. Yeah. They're oh, not yeah. a story from right. someone else. Exactly. That's, that's their actual account. Like, Ross's story is his story. Tom's story about doppelganger. Gangers, it's not an account from someone else. It's usually him being doppelganged, and people are seeing him all over. And you know, it's just right. It's too crazy. It's mm-hmm. too crazy. I mean, I love it because I love doppelganger stories in general. Once I yeah, found out about him, kind of like, love doppelganger. When he opened up that door in that episode, when we were talking to me, he just kind of casually mentioned <laughs> a doppelganger. I was like, no, 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 you can't just like blow by this. We got to go right back to it. Yep. So I had to put the screws to him a little bit and get some more doppelganger out of him. Yeah. Like tapping maple syrup. Yep. Well, yeah, he's he's a wealth uh, for that stuff. In any in any genre. Yeah. That's the craziest part. He's like, he, he's like another Bowser. Yeah. He really is. I never thought I would see another Bowser. He reminds me of a, a second Bowser. Like, <laughs> you know, well, we need to we need to hook those two guys up and ha- imagine Jesus. a conversation between those. And Bowser's a geologist; he loves geology right, too. Right, he could talk about fossils. And fossils. Yeah, all he up. could hold 
archaeology conversations, if whatever Tom you want to do. would go talk. to his yard. Oh, I know, and right? And see all the geology. Mm-hmm. He would probably, I don't know what he would think. I mean, that's, yeah. Which well. uh, brings up a, a point. We're going to be out at the Serpent Mound Star Knowledge event yeah. that Tom and Terry do uh, right around the spring equinox. It's this Saturday and Sunday. Uh, but we're going to go up there and hang out. We're going to uh, potential interview with Dr. Arthur Cushman. Yes. And if you guys haven't, just uh, give him a, a Google search. But former surgeon, guy's got a really fascinating story. But we're going to do kind of a traditional interview uh, with him, and he's going to be speaking. Uh, and then right before uh, Serpent Mountain Star Knowledge, if you guys are in Ohio area and want something cool to do this weekend, definitely check it out. Um, there's a Facebook page, Serpent Mound Star Knowledge. Right. And you can find, uh, we will actually, we can put it in the links. Um, but definitely if you need something to do this weekend, it'd be something pretty dope to check out, go out and see the mound, go see some cool presentations. Uh, Bill Homan, the, the, uh, the steward of the Mitchell Hedges crystal skull, the crystal skull that all the movies are written about. Like it's the main skull out of all the legendary skulls. It's impressive. And we met Bill and got to see the skull uh, a couple summers back. Yeah. So he's going to be a speaker there this weekend. Oh, cool. And uh, we actually have Bill in studio on Friday. Nice. Live in studio before he heads down to Serpent Mound. Wow. He's going to stop by here. I'm so glad I didn't know and about the, that. I just don't check the calendar. The Mitchell Hedges crystal skull. We're going to have to find some table somewhere to put it on set. I mean, it could go right here. We'd clear this whole thing and just have it right here. Yeah, we might have to clear that down to. Yeah. Wow. And um, he does these crystal skull meditation sessions. So we're thinking about maybe uh, seeing what that's like. (laughs) Bob, get ready. Christmas? (laughs) It came so Uh, early this year. Jeez-um. Another thing to let everybody know, so Bub and I are going to be on D.A. Roberts' Ex Machina podcast. Yes, we are. On Wednesday at 9 p.m. Um, it should be a good time. <laughs> Put the skull in bed. Yes! Dude, and you know what? <laughs> Rolla would get so many downloads. Rolla would not stop staring in its eyes, I bet. By the way, bet there he- <laughs> here comes the lower third. Yes! <laughs> For those of you just listening, uh, sometimes we refer Rolo. If come to the YouTube just to see Rolo, if you if you're just listening, He's such a good dog. Uh, Rolo is up such on screen dog. right now. We're laughing about it because uh, the wizard stoner created his own little lower third Rolo description. Strange dog as the title. I love it. Um, but God, uh, that's funny. So Jeez, crystal skull on the bed with Rolo. Okay. Uh, we'll talk to we'll talk to Bill. Bill's a pretty open minded guy. Uh, he said, "I think Rolo would just <laughs> stare it down the whole time. He'd be like waiting for it to pet him, like give me, give me." Oh man, oh jeez! And don't let him fool you. He's got his eyes closed. He's sleeping right now. The moment we cut this show, he's going to get up. Oh yeah, and we don't say anything to him. He just knows no, that we're done doing the show, and he's like, "Cool, I'm getting on a lap." Yeah, something's happening. He's just he's at he's at like the. Uh, Lap restaurant. He's just waiting yep. for a lap. That's all he does. That's all he does. Pretty good waiting seat. Um, um, what else? He came for Rolo. Yes, Andy. I know, right? That's awesome. That's it's awesome. Strange happenings. Every episode, Rolo's a mainstay. So, hey. you know, if nothing else, come come for Rolo like Andy. How about, how about, so we talked about the Wizards' wild TikTok account. Yes. 
possibly influencing some of our YouTube and possibly influencing some of our um, We don't audio, know, but it but could be. But we can draw correlations. We can look at our YouTube and go, man, we got like 15 or 20 subscribers overnight last night. Which, yeah, by the way, it doesn't ever happen. It's crazy when that happens. Tuning in. Yeah, it's wild when that happens. Yeah. But also, how about on our audio side, we're going, we just did our first 200 download day last week. Mm -hmm. And then today, it's making that Which, day. I know podcasters and creators are like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> you don't understand. The, we're these numbers the that are, <laughs> we are climbing are the mountain. fun for us. Yeah. And we, we like Call to. Call me Sisyphus. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean there? Yeah. Roll the ball up the hill. Yep. Absolutely. But so we thought 200 Random. was rocking. And then today, put out second part of Joel's episode. Mm -hmm. And I want to say before two o'clock, we had 200. Yeah. Well, like it's just gone crazy. Joel. It's and amazing. Hollow Sky and Appalachian Intelligence. That's what I'm speaking to. A, a lot of the shows absolutely. that, we, you know, we've been connecting in with and having on our show. Um, it's had an boys. Yeah. It's, it's we got the Van Tesla hat on. Yep. Rocking the Van Tesla hat. Um, but we appreciate it. We just really Which he gave this it. to Stoner, by the way, but Stoner has a pretty big noggin, so I actually got a t-shirt oh, and a hat. It's <laughs> an adjustable hat, too, though, so we really we want to get Stoner. Joel, if nice you're ever hat. wondering why I'm wearing the hat you gave Stoner, yeah. that's why. <laughs> We'd have to give Stoner two of them, and he'd have to clip them together. Yeah, just like sew them together. <laughs> we got to get him a hat. Yeah. Well, uh, but that's all I got. Okay. I think um, that's all I have. Got our first download in Thailand. Hey, Thailand, welcome. Right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you want to hop into this? Do we forget anything? Oh, we talked to go DA. Ahead. So yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. be on DA's show. There you go. Talking Back about Ohio strangeness. And uh, DA we had on our show really right when we rebooted in November. He was our first guest. Yeah. So it was kind of lucky. I was able to just – we were doing an episode on Dogman. I thought – why don't we just get somebody on that's way smarter about Dogman right. and knows more than we do? Right. So, you know, Stoner went on a nice deep dive, and then we played back the uh, uh, Dogman encounter yep. that we uh, that we created. Dogman informant. And then DA came on, yeah. and we had a—he blew our minds. He so wouldn't stop. the fact that DA's having us on Wednesday, I'm such an honor. About that. Super, super stoked. Um It'll be something different where we're on someone else's show. Right. So I feel like I'm that's excited just going to be. That, though. That's yeah, cool. it's going to be fun. We're going to do it from here. Sounds like fun. Uh, Stone's going to pretty much like take all these cameras and then send them as separate inputs into, yeah. you know, uh, whatever he's using. Right. No, that'll be great. It's going to be so much fun. Um, yeah, that's all I had. It's a big week. Again, welcome everybody that's hanging out, watching yeah. the chat. We've got a lot going on this week. Yep. But it's. Uh, it's all worth it. All right, Rolo. Nope, nope. You can't jump up yet. Nope. Not yet, Show's bud. Not over. Hey, lay down. Lay down, buddy. Lay down. You're a good boy. Lay down. You're a good boy. Good boy. I know. Bide your time. Um, you got the so first yeah, one, bud. Let's jump into it. So, I am not uh, really Wall Street efficient, <laughs> um, financially savvy, but I pay attention to certain things, and I hear enough. And so, I think that also comes from Twitter. Twitter is where I just get this influx of real-time things happening that's one of my favorite things about it is the fact that people say things on there that yep in the, in the moment if you catch it it's like wow i can't believe i just saw that happen um but what i'm alluding to here is the fact that we've had some banks here recently um go under and now it looks like we're going to bail them out but you know it gets 
back to being reminiscent of 2008. 2008 and, or 7 leading into 8. Right. And the housing and the mortgage crisis and a lot of bad things for all kinds of people, you know, people losing their jobs, losing their homes, getting loans for astronomical amounts of money that they could never afford, not being told all the deep, you know, really kind of just suckering people into it. Yeah. Um, Subprime mortgages, man. It was wild. It was wild. And the even stranger part was during all that, I was travel nursing. I was a nurse, travel nursing. I didn't own a house. My job was very stable. Renting everything. I didn't realize any of that. So even when it happened in the moment, I wasn't really You never got affected by it. Never knew it. But I had family members that had to take different jobs or take pay cuts or you know, move, whatever, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like it didn't affect people, but I never felt it. So it was years later, I started listening to a podcast about it. Then I eventually watched the big short and that kind of just set off all kinds of crazy thoughts in my head of if that's actually real and that's how things can go down, then they're probably, again, they say at the end of that movie, it's it was gonna, fraud. It's, it's going to happen it again. It was fraud. But they say it. Straight up. Like, the, it was 100% illegal and fraudulent. Right. What the ratings agencies were doing was totally illegal. They were just giving AAA, AA stamps Silicon on, Valley like, Bank, D before and they F. went down, had the highest rating. Right. They were all getting, again, like, Jim, Jim Cramer yes. was saying, buy their stock a month Nobody ago thinks about the rating agencies. They get away with, they... It's a, it's, it's a... They'll go right down the road to another rating agency. So if you don't rate the loan, yeah. you don't get the business the next time. All right. Again, pay for play. Yeah. You wanna, you want our business? You gotta pay. We'll rate these run, loans, which are garbage. Right. And you know, folks like Tim Dillon were mortgage <laughs> brokers, doing blow and drinking and partying. He talks about it quite extensively. He was a mortgage subprime mortgage lender and was crushing it when it was hot. Huh? Oh, dude, I'm sure. rocking! I'm had, sure. had a couple houses. But again, it's that and like in the big short. It's the hot hand fouls. when they go down and all those strippers have all like five the houses. One, the one girl has five houses and a boat and whatever. And else. these dudes are just bragging. They're just so stoked. But she did not know. No, they were on adjustable adjustable interest rates. And once those adjustable rates kick in, You're you done. can't pay your mortgage. You go upside down. Yep. Those mortgages start to default. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is, is all of these things started shifting, but the prices of the mortgages weren't going down. Right. Which is where the fraud comes right. in. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That they were showing misleading you on the value of these tranche loans. Right. It's wild. I mean, there are too many scenes in that film for me to try to even comprehend most of them of when they actually again, break down the financial aspects movie. of how things work or again, but they show the roulette par, wheel and they're doing yeah. the side bets. Right. And that's what was happening with the mortgage industry. It was like, yeah. well, if you and I made this contract, somebody else is placing a bet on the side on that. And then somebody else is placing a bet on that side bet. And it just, cascades forever mm-hmm. and so like basically off of what did he ask him at one point what what could you generate with uh i think it was like i don't know a million dollars how much could you generate like out a of that billion out of a million or something right so that amount of leveraging and that amount of inflating that initial price yeah was what really did it that's what built this well, house of cards they would package them all up and repackage them into all as triple a rating bonds well not only that but as new uh Basically, uh, new things that you could trade and or sell. So they were literally like splitting them up. Part of it of the loan could be in a completely different tranche, and then they would sell that to you. 
So they're not even selling you like full portions of the actual loan. They're chopping them up over all these different assets that are created out of thin air based on you paying your mortgage. If you don't pay your mortgage, those are worthless. So it's literally they were trusting that all these people were going to pay their bills. But all these people had a lot of people didn't have the ability to pay for a three hundred thousand dollar house in Boca Raton, Florida, back then. No, like I said, when my when my wife and I bought our house, it's how how it happened. I don't know, but when we went to sign the papers, the bank we got the loan from was like, "Oh, do you work?" I was like, "Yeah, I work." Like, what do you mean? I work full time. Oh, we didn't even put you on the application for this. You could have gotten twice as much money, and I'm like. Are you high right now? No, I can't have twice the amount of money. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, sure, I could have had, I don't know, half a million dollar loan and then what, sat on cardboard furniture and ate ramen the rest of my life? Like, right. be house poor off of that. And that's what a lot of people were kind of getting into, too, is, oh, you dangle this in front of them. They want it. It's hard not to. Live when, it, when it all dream. seems like it's attainable Everybody and that you can do it. Everybody wants the American dream. That, too. You're promised. Hey, if it's you get to go to school, you get a good job. You get insurance, right? You get a car, you get a house. That's what the whole economy is based off of right. this American dream. And right. most of that, our economy is run off of the housing industry. So, a lot of it. you know, this is different. I want you to continue because so th- these are, first of all, the first bank that collapsed, which first was last one that went week, down was Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank, yeah. which how many of these companies in the tech world had millions upon millions of dollars? A lot of them. Roku? They fund venture capitalists. That's what Silicon Valley Bank does. Uh, Rock, uh, what was the? Uh, so BlockFi. BlockFi Crypto Bank has $227 million in Silicon Valley Bank. Now, these tweets are old because, you know, the government had to step in. They're going to do something to shape this out because we can't right. just have 95% of all deposits at this bank go uninsured because that's going to evaporate billions of dollars. It's going to knock out all these tech startup companies, all these healthcare startup companies. Yeah. That's what they fund. They also probably, I'm going to say, don't manage money well. And the CEOs and CFOs of this bank were inside, you know, selling their stock two weeks before the bank went down, getting their three, four million. They paid out bonuses before the bank went under. Sure. They did all that. Of course. So it makes you think of Bernie. Thanks. Makes you think of Bernie a little bit when he knows he's going under and he starts giving everybody in his family a diamond necklace or, you know, whatever he's trying to give them, right? Yep. Here's the jewels. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, Roku. Roku had 26% of its total capital and cash equivalents held with Silicon Valley Bank. Um, Circle, a USDC uh, stablecoin, second largest, $43 billion market cap, had um, an undisclosed part of its $9.8 billion in cash reserves. So they had somewhere $9.8, maybe a little less, billion. So if we don't step in and we don't have the government come into that, I, I mean, I don't know. What do you do? How... How do you make this not happen again? Well, they're like, going to have to start banking regulation. Well, so there's another problem to this. They're going to have for to Silicon bail Valley them Bank out too, one though. by one by one because this is not going to stop. Well, what's happening is the house you of have cards the Fed is beginning. You to, have the Fed increasing rates. We have too much debt. Right, right, but they're increasing rates to try to COVID tame inflation right now. In the Ukraine war, we've right. just been printing literally like fifty 
70 billion, 100 billion dollars. Like it's completely insane. Right, but they're so, bringing all of that interest rate up. Mm-hmm. So Silicon Valley Bank Inflation's going through the prior roof. to all of this increase, you know, they they tried to do their due diligence from what it looks like and buy, you know, the right bonds and treasury yields of 10-year notes and five. I don't know all of this. I just know the very basics of it. So what happened was their 10-year yield notes they bought with the raise of the Fed going so quickly, it's basically eating out any of that money so that in 10 years they should have, you know, this much of a percent gain on X amount of billion dollars. That all of that is getting shrunk because the interest rates are going up. So yep. now they they tried to shore up their capital base by selling like, I don't know, 21 billion in stock, some crazy number, and they yeah. still lost they a sold billion a and loss. a half, almost 2 billion. They still lost 2 billion on it because they yeah. were trying to dump assets. Mm-hmm. So to cover operating expenses, basically. Well, that and people, you know, if you're taking your money out of there, that started a little bit of a bank run. You had Peter Thiel, who's a pretty big, uh, I don't know what he actually does. He's, he's a venture he's, capitalist. He's a venture capitalist. Now, right. He started PayPal. A lot of like old school tech companies that he are put out formed like part of Facebook, I believe, yeah. early on was funded by Thiel. Um, he was one of the early ones putting out, hey, if you have your money at SIVB, get your money out of there. So he Valley tweeted it? Oh, yeah. He's like, any VC? This is last week. Mm-hmm. All this just happened like that. Right. Again, because not even long ago, a month ago, this stock in this bank was 300 some dollars. Killing it. Jim Cramer approved on Mad Money. So, wow, that guy's a shill, isn't he? John Stewart pulled him pulled him on his show during the housing financial crisis and yeah. really just. Because he was telling everybody him. it's okay. He basic yeah, he was telling everybody, don't take your money out of Bear Stearns. Don't worry about that. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. Like, don't, you wouldn't want to do that. So Dude, again, he was talking so glowingly about AIG, Bear Stearns. Yeah. You can go back and look at what he was talking about. Yep. AIG is the company that insured all the bad bets. They're the ones that basically underwrote these, you know, basically you have to create something to trade and sell. Right. That's what they never had before. Right. The mortgage-backed securities was never even an instrument to make money with. It, it wasn't. Was ne- it, wasn't. It, it was actually created. Right. Michael Burry literally had banks help him create that to be able to buy and sell, to be able to Pretty much, basically yeah. short it. Yeah. That, that instrument was never created. So, you know, but you have to have an insurance company that – insures the bet of that instrument. Right. And that's what AIG was insuring all these these mortgage-backed securities. Yep. And so... Because nobody ever thought it was going to go away. Why did an insurance company go belly up? Because they were insuring these financial financial, uh, instruments. Yeah. And when they all went belly up, they were one of the three big ones to be gone off the face of the earth. Oh, quickly. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, it, it like, was, it happens people with were, pretty big haste. Yeah. Oh, screw the people getting rich super mo- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Like, yeah, you, you know, it's odd you get some kind of, like, bonus for failing. I don't understand that. That part of, like, paying bonuses out or whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. that's wild to me. But You'll never understand it. Long story short. 
People get uh, audit the run, Pentagon. Sweet Jesus, you would find so much money there if you could do that. Audit the Fed first, and then the Pentagon. But <laughs> well, uh, Ron Paul, that's why they wouldn't let that guy be. Yeah, that guy be president. Yeah. Talk M- about edit the Fed. Moral. <laughs> that's a crazy idea. But moral of the story with Jeez. this bank business, it's not done. More than likely, no, it's going to. We'll keep see how it works out. But just be aware that you know it. it I mean, it could be any bank right? at this point. I mean, again, uh, Kramer said that J.P. Morgan was a fortress. I was like, sweet Jesus, don't say that. Right. Yeah, they tried to audit the Pentagon, and they got hit by a plane. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Damn. Yep. Hey, not wrong. They did. Yeah. You're not and, wrong, Walter. And, you know, Building 7 was where the SEC was holding all the documents from all the financial crimes that were happening. Oh, really? That ended up able to perpetuate the the financial meltdown of 2008 right there was a lot of investigations and stuff happening that nine it's all stopped because yeah. so much federal resource went to d- defending defeating terrorism yeah. so a lot of budgets got pulled back but all those investigations were building 7 was where the SEC had tons of records interesting too wild interesting hit right in the financial department <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to rail on that too much longer. All right, Just you want to move on? Definitely thought it was worth mentioning that, you know, keep an eye out. It's good to be aware of this stuff, man. Well, and the reason I say this is I'm definitely into conspiracies, right? This is a fun right? show. We don't usually talk about this kind of stuff. We don't. Like But super it's conspiratorial. Stuff. Yeah, oh, because 100%. I'm a, I'm in GameStop. Yeah. Well, uh, and I'm not giving financial advice at all. Episode, but what I'm saying is it plays into this as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. For two years now, there's been this game going on that if you're aware of it, you're aware of it. If you don't know what's going on, you you would again, you'd think I'm crazy and rightfully so. But watching this play out, watching that film, knowing that it doesn't happen in a two hour time span and that all these people that made these bets during the housing uh, mortgage subprime crisis, like Burry's door was getting beat down by his investors because they were like, I want my money back. We're losing all of our money. Yeah. You're going to bankrupt me. Like these are really, really wealthy people that want their money. Right. Because he was making a bet for years. Oh, yeah. That he was right. And he, well, he was paying huge fines or not fines. He was paying fees. Well, he was upside down on his bet. He was paying. Until it paid off. Massive fees. Right. To, he had to maintain those fees. Mm-hmm. That's why his investors and all the well, people that were in his hedge fund were like, this guy's going crazy. And that's why those guys took that bet because they knew the bank short term was going to make so much money on his fees but then at the end he's like it's like 1935 percent oh it's a massive amount of money writing on a a chalk whiteboard yeah at first it's like three percent negative three percent negative four percent negative ten percent yeah and it just keeps going and then at the end he before he walks out he writes up positive Nineteen hundred and thirty percent. I think he closed his hedge fund after that too. It was billions, is what he made. I think he stopped being he a did. hedge fund manager yeah. for other people. He still invests his own money. Moved out to the wilderness yeah. or something. But that's what I'm saying. That's why even the bank stuff, it wouldn't catch my attention as much. But I'm, I'm paying attention to the stock market in a way that no, I'm not looking at it as a traditional stock investor. I don't look at it as I made my ten percent and then I sell it because that's not how I think about it anymore. Yeah, I think it a bit on a long term buy that stock you believe in that company hold it type. Right. So it, it's a weird, it's a weird game that's been going on for like the last two years, mm-hmm. and now you're starting to see the stress of it in the banking system. Yep. Because if there are people out there with bad bets right now, like Michael Burry was. 
guess what? They're running out of money. They're running out of money. They've been doing it for two years to try to win their side of the bet. Mm-hmm. And they're upside down. We know they're upside down from mm-hmm. reports and short interest reports. And right. So it's not hard to connect these dots. But if right. you watch regular news, they would not say any of this. If you're watching mad money. It's not going to help them. No. Right. So it's interesting. Sorry, that's my that's my soapbox on the... All right. You want to move on? Yeah, buddy. All right, cool. Uh, this next article is from LiveScience.com, and it's got... The headline is, Cosmic Rays Reveal Hidden 30-Foot-Long Corridor in Egypt's Great Pyramid. So this is interesting. I know, uh, and we'll, we'll get into it, but I think on this show we've talked about 2017, they find a hidden chamber in the pyramid that all these esoteric woo-woo folks and everybody's been like, there's secret chambers in the pyramid right above, and then sure enough, they find it. How could there not be? Where the hell is... Why don't we know anything about this hidden pier- this hidden chamber? So we're gonna we'll get there. Go ahead. So I'm already fired up. Go ahead. Uh, so cosmic rays and photos <laughs> from an endoscope have revealed hidden court a hidden quarter inside the Great Pyramid of Giza's north face, above the pyramid's ancient entrance. New research finds. Uh, so this study reveals that basically just above the ancient entrance to the pyramid, there's likely a horizontal chamber that runs 30 feet, or 9 meters in length, and 6.6 feet by 6.6 feet, or 2 by 2 meters uh, in width and height. So scientists discovered this corridor while analyzing this so-called uh, muon scan of the 4,500-year-old pyramid. Muons are negatively charged elementary particles that form when cosmic rays collide with atoms in Earth's atmosphere. These high-energy particles constantly rain down on Earth but interact differently with stone than with air. For the past decade, scientists have been using muon detectors to search for hidden chambers in the Great Pyramid. Wait, 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 wait. For the past decade? Mm Mm-hmm. And this is the first we've heard of it? Well, I don't think they've done it here. Really? Just yet. So where were they scanned but prior, I wonder? Probably in Mexico or, um, you know, South America potentially. Who knows? Hmm. So, you know, you have a tool that was used by some astrobiologist for years and then a decade some really creative person's like, oh, I bet you we could use this in archaeology. You know, how many tools like that could be used to, I mean, LIDARs, we talk about LIDAR all the time at nauseum sometimes on this show. But, They're coming. Um, but here's just another, okay, you, you find the site with LIDAR. This is what you take once you find the pyramids and all the cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 this is your second level. Now you take this down yeah, there. Yeah, for you're, sure. You're scanning and, you know, will they find the chamber underneath the right Paul the Sphinx next? Maybe we'll finally get the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. They'll never let us know about them. Then. There's no way. They, no, there's no, no way. So it's we had much. exactly. I think it's a slow roll. So in 2017, like I was just bitching about, <laughs> scientists announced the discovery of a large void, but uh, which is about 90 feet uh, 90 feet long, located above the pyramid's grand gallery. Uh, but more precise an- analysis of the void has not been completed yet. And so we have an image that was uh, that's basically like. Uh, this this void that has been detected uh, sort of right above the, uh, I guess it's the king's chamber. Okay. Um, and Zahi Hawass opens, uh, 
Zahi Hawass, Egypt's former antiquities minister, said during the news conference uh, Thursday, March 2nd, that the 30-foot-long corridor was likely created to help relieve stress from the weight of the building material on the Great Pyramid. So here you can kind of see this image um, where the this void is kind of where, uh, where the red and the blue, and you can kind of see those are the voids that have been kind of discovered with the... Yeah before so this new tunnel this is a totally different totally new thing right so they're they think there's these two potential voids in the great pyramid right now which we'll probably never know what's actually in them i'm sure they've been explored right somebody's been in there with the little robot you know they have those snake cameras that's what they were supposed to be doing you would think where's the data why haven't we heard about what happened after they found this in 2017? They explored it. They've scanned it. I don't I mean, I I just don't think they want people to know things. I honestly believe that in certain instances, especially if this is dealing with like an esoteric um arc of knowledge, if you got the emerald tablets right. or you know Edgar Casey's uh um yeah, I, won't, I don't believe I won't in say hallucination, but his vision of where, you know, the records of humanity were going to be kept. Didn't he say that was supposed to be under the Paul of the Sphinx? Right. Um, so there's a lot, you know, it's a very charged place. Right. So information is going to come out of it very, very slowly. And if it's wild and fantastical and kind of magical, who knows if we'll ever know about it. Right. Sadly. Well, yeah. You need some rogue Indiana Jones character to go in there and do that work and bring it out and, like, expose it somehow. Yeah. Well, Zahi Was isn't the official. He's still got a lot of power there. But he's not the he's not the director of the Museum of Antiquities, at least anymore. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe in radar, quote, Dr. Zahi Was. Thank you for that, Born Not to Run. It's insane. Yes, he is that guy. He won't use other technologies I, you know what I would tell him? Just reveal so much. But you know what I'd say to him? I, yes, I it's totally. <laughs> I totally get that you might not believe in radar, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. Your belief doesn't make it real or not. Right. Right. That's what I would tell that cat. Like, good for you. You. How yeah. do you think airplanes are flying around? How do you know? Jesus. Oh, yeah. uh, sorry. That's a little bit. Um, gets me fired up. So that's kind of this is right here is, is this image right here is where wow. pretty much that uh, pathway that they found begins. So that's where they're kind of digging into. I got to get there. And it sealed you know, off for thousands of years. A tiny camera within a six millimeter thick tube reveals a descending tunnel in Giza's largest pyramid. Scientists well, from a project called oh, Scan Pyramids yeah, confirmed cool. the. So they can't get in there themselves. It's too tight. The camera has to go in. Tiny camera within a six millimeter thick tube reveals a descending tunnel in Giza's largest pyramid. Scientists from a project called Scan Pyramids confirmed the existence of the corridor nine meters long and more than two meters wide. There you go. Is that Zahi? Yeah. No, I don't think we are continuing is. work and scientific research no. using technology and advanced and completely safe scientific methods to reveal more secrets of the ancient Egyptian civilization. 
The Great Pyramid was built about four and a half that, thousand years if ago. If you notice, they had a, a monumental pitched, tomb uh, during the roof, reign the of Pharaoh Khufu. Was, what's that about? Scientists say the pyramid could have been created Look how big that to is. redistribute there's, the weight of the pyramid it, around its entrance. Yeah, there's, there's a whole chain city in protecting an undiscovered I mean. chamber. Egyptologists wow. are but hoping that wasn't could just be flat. an undisturbed lost tomb. Why take the time to make a pitched roof on a small tunnel? It's almost like it's designed as a machine. Look at that. Oh, I see. Why what is you're that saying. roof pitched? Or, you know, the ceiling of this tunnel, it just I reminds me saying. of like nothing about that looks to me like air vent. I don't think air vent when I think when I see something like this. This is something utilitarian. This is like a part of a machine or like why would you pitch a roof? There's some significance to the angle that they're choosing to, yeah. to create this from. You'd think so. It looks like there's some serious engineering going in. Yeah, that's wild. It's a cat. Seems to be really clean. I agree. K Street. No joke. It's a cart tunnel. Well, it very well could be for some O-Rang Pandex, maybe. I mean, how how big was it? So much weight is above the tunnel. That's a great point. Yeah. If you made it flat, would it collapse in? I don't know. I I know very little it's about the engineering the of, of the pyramids. Yeah, it's but probably I know holding up the weight of all the stone on top of it. Yeah, I know that there are some impressive, like, huge granite blocks in those pyramids that don't make sense. Like yep. 70 tons, something crazy of, like, but they're up in the ceiling of whichever, I don't know if it's the queen's chamber or wherever right. it's at, but... Whoever was doing that work, man, yeah, you guys could have just etched into stone how you did that. That'd be great. Six feet by six feet. So, you know, if you and I were in there, we'd be able to clear that top. Yeah. You know, we'd be able to walk around in there. Thank but, goodness I'm not taller. And it's it's pretty be a pretty tight tunnel, though. It would. You know. Um, I don't know. But who knows? It's wild. Let's move on. Go for it. Another uh, Egyptian theme here. Back to back. Uh, we're going to go with the smiley dimpled sphinx statue uh, just unearthed recently in Egypt. Uh, it's an article on um, physics.org. And archaeologists in Egypt have unearthed a sphinx statue with a smiley face and two dimples. It's right by the Hathor Temple, by the way, too. So, you know, what they think, it's made of limestone, and it's stylized, they think, to represent a uh, Roman uh, Roman emperor. So towards basically uh, pretty much by, like, the time of Jesus, Egypt was basically part of Rome. I mean, Rome had essentially, there's so many reliefs in Egypt of Roman emperors. Oh, where, yeah. And the artwork is beautiful from that time because it's right. like this Roman-Egyptian blend. Yeah. So this is, you know, from one of those times where the Romans came in and, like, kind of jacked the Egyptian style. Sure. And they started, like, there's Roman mummies. Um, you know, they came in and kind of merged their culture down there. That's what um, Rome did yeah. throughout history. Al the Library of Alexandria. Yep. You know, they swallowed up Egypt. Oh, yeah. And, and made it their own. Yeah. Um, so that's what you're kind of seeing here is this it's a, it's an emperor, uh, a Roman style sphinx. Um, and it was found um, in. So next to the beautifully and accurately carved sphinx, researchers has found a Roman stele 
written in uh, demoto- uh, demotic and hieroglyphic script. The ministry's statement said, once fully deciphered, the stele may shed light on the identity of the sculpted ruler, who the Egyptian researchers team said could be Emperor Claudius. Okay. So, how they would know that? Probably just other artwork, not real sure, but that's a interesting one. Little mini sphinx. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought? Like I said, before you uh, read through that article earlier, I was like, was that like, you know, the the scale? Like they put it out there and they're like, no, no, carve it this way a little bit more, yeah. you know, and, you know, like the little boiled down model of the actual sphinx. Right. I mean, I imagine they probably had something like that at some point. Yeah, for sure. Some kind of like, you know, big diorama of all of Egypt. Right. That's a cool story, though, man. Egypt's hot right now. Yep. Well, the more eyes we get on Egypt, the more will the more interest of people wanting to know more about it. Right. You're going to start seeing that push, all the stuff they've been hiding. Do you ever it's think, all going to start coming to light. Do you ever think sometimes people just look at like, oh, yeah, it's the pyramids. Great. Like, we know everything about them. There's no, they're just big. You know what? I, that's what I'm saying, though. Wow. I'm saying that that's seriously. That's so ignorant. I'm saying that seriously. But like, they've just been around that. so long. It's like the Great Wall of China. Oh, we know everything about it. Why wouldn't like, we? It doesn't no, matter. No, we don't know anything about them. We know very, very, very tiny, tiny bit about... That's what I find interesting is we've had them around for a long time. We have, not we, but people have been exploring the pyramids for a long time. Right. We're still just finding out stuff. Mm -hmm. So there have got to be people that just don't pay attention to the pyramids, obviously. stuff, yeah. And they go, oh, it's just the pyramids, just a big stone structure. Why are you so, you know, jazzed about it? It's like, because we really don't know anything (laughs) about it yet. We don't know what it was meant for really we don't know the purpose of them like right it's it instead of looking at like a pyramid look at it like a giant question mark right right like that is what you should see when you look at it is like right just a big puzzle not an answer because i don't see an answer yet exactly it's more of a mystery so that's why it's like i hope people are getting fired up about it i hope people like hearing about this stuff and that there is a lot going on over there and there's still a lot to be discovered yep across the globe entirely too we need to you know, keep that fire that people go, there's still something to be found and learned. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. not all written down yet. Right. We think it's all written down, but it's not yet. Yeah. And we will ask a stonemason about why that, oh, heck yeah. why that tunnel's pitched. And heck yeah. Good point. Everybody said the weight above the tunnel, a hundred percent. The knowledge lost to Al- <laughs> in Alexandria is, yeah. it really makes me sick. I don't oh. want to get into that right now. Yeah, we would. Boy, there's been a lot of what book we over the would years. have known if the Hall of Alexandria was still around. Yeah, unbelievable. All yeah. that knowledge lost, um, you know. And so, <laughs> stick a quarter in, <laughs> stick a quarter in the mini Sphinx and take a ride, dude. I saw. That. Oh, that's I what I was laughing sure. before. Hilarious. Oh, that's good. That was uh, too funny. This next one's really good, actually. Yeah, and this comes from Observation Post. Um, and Military Zimone Perez. Um, yeah. Pentagon UFO chief says, alien mothership in our solar system possible. This was Thursday, March 9th, so last week. And uh, goes on to say, um, there's a possibility that extraterrestrial motherships and smaller probes may be visiting planets in our solar system. The head of the Pentagon's unidentified aerial phenomena research office noted in a report draft shared Tuesday. An artificial interstellar object could potentially be a parent craft that releases many small probes during its close passage to Earth. 
an operational construct not too dissimilar from NASA missions. Sean Kirkpatrick, director of the Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, wrote in a research report co-authored by Abraham Loeb, chairman of Harvard's University Astronomy Department. Is that Avi Loeb? Is that the same guy? I don't Abraham know. Lo- it might be. Yeah, because he's... A little quick segue? Yeah. You remember the article I brought in from Bruce Fenton? Yeah. About probes and alien probes and how yeah. they would do it? And yep. Isn't that wild? Now we got, you know... All these different governmental agencies saying, well, yeah, potentially there That's could what be we would out do. there. Like, That's so what we would do. Soft disclosure yeah. for Jay out there. Um, soft disclosure <laughs> still rolling along quite steadily right now. Yeah. Um, the article goes on to say that uh, Kirkpatrick, who was appointed as director of the AARO when it was founded in July of 2022, previously served as the chief scientist at the Defense Intelligence Agency's Missile and Space Intelligence Center. The AARO was established to investigate unidentified objects of interest around military installations, according to a Pentagon press release. So around military installations, they're monitoring for objects of interest. Where have we heard that before? We've heard stories of UFOs coming in around nuclear silos, nuclear Mm -hmm. missiles, disabling them in the air with little laser beams like... Maybe there's some credence to all this smoke from years ago, right? Yeah, this is what we covered like months ago. Right. So the beginnings of AARO with the yeah. Pentagon report. Yeah. That started the whole wave of all this UAP stuff happening. Yeah. Which is they they talk about Kirkpatrick totally and Loeb because they're both kind of in on this and they they give his side of the coin too and they say that he gained notoriety when he pre uh when he proposed our solar system had been traversed by its first extrasolar visitor in October of 2017. At that time, the Pan-STARRS telescope in Hawaii detected an object moving at a speed that caused some scientists to suggest that it originated outside our system. The object's orbit also hinted at other forces besides the sun's gravitational pull influencing its movement. So without saying it in too fine of a word, this object is not only moving by the effects of gravity— in space. Right. It's moving by effects of something else. So propulsion. There's no there's nothing else that would affect it that we know of unless there's some kind of weird like gravitational waves that came through and hit this, you know. It was Oumuamua, if you remember that, right? Mm-hmm. That was the object. Yeah. Um, and that's what they say next. They dubbed it Oumuamua, the Hawaiian term for scout. Right? So Bingo. it's a scout, which Kirkpatrick and Loeb offer in their research paper as an example of a possible mothership with probe capabilities. So with proper design, these tiny probes would reach the Earth or the solar system planets for exploration. As a parent craft passes by within a fraction of the Earth-Sun separation, just like Oumuamua did, the authors explained, astronomers would not be able to notice the spray of many probes. They do not reflect enough sunlight for existing survey telescopes to notice them. That's even wilder. Mm-hmm. So what they're saying is when Oumuamua went by, if it was a parent probe, it actually could have released tiny probes yeah. that were so small that our telescopes aren't going to pick it up. Maybe that's all this stuff we're seeing in the skies. We're shooting down a lot of shit. Well, I think a lot of that's garbage, but maybe Well, what about some the stuff we haven't talked about? They won't re- release, you know, certain things. Yeah. Um, so the research paper titled Physical Constraints on Unidentified Aerial Phenomena comes following a month of intense scrutiny of unidentified flying objects, a stirring trend ignited when a Chinese spy balloon captivated the nation by drifting across U.S. airspace. Three additional unidentified objects were subsequently found. Wow. So on February 16th, Marco Rubio 
Kirsten Gillibrand, and 12 other senators sent a letter to Deputy, uh, Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks and Deputy Director of National Intelligence Stacey Dixon calling for full funding for the AARO. The Biden administration's previous funding request for fiscal year 2023 failed to fund anything beyond the basics uh, operating expenses of the office, the law, the uh, lawmakers argued. So AARO, quote, provides the opportunity to integrate and resolve threats and hazards to the U.S. while also offering increased transparency to the American people and reducing the stigma, the lawmakers uh, letter stated. AARO's success will depend on robust funding for its activities and cooperation between the Department of Defense and the intelligence community. So basically means Let's we're that never, money rolling. Basically means we're never going to know anything. Well, hopefully they're like we said. They're going to be the front facing. Hi, how you doing? We're the friendly UFO office of the United States government. By the way, you want to come back over here and take a little nap and have a snack? You know, treat you like a kid. You oh. know, they're, they're going to give you a little bit. Like, come over here, say, have I, a little treat. I do want a treat and yeah, a nap. Right. I already got you hypnotized. Yeah. I'm your local government agent. I'm your friendly UFO office. Come on over. Tell me your story. Okay. Sit down and shut up. <laughs> That's what you're told to do. You want a snack? You know, some apple juice? Sit down and shut For up. For real. That's fine. I hope they're not that. I, you know, I don't know. But that's what that's what I'm saying. Born not to run. It's the documents they don't release. We want to know about. That's what I. Oh, do I trust that we're really going to be percent of the JFK files? Here's the whole thing. Something has to come to a point. If there are actually extraterrestrials, if there are actually probes out there from a. a, a what are greys? What do you mean? They're drones, bro. You think they're physically? Drones. I think they're like robots, worker bees. Yeah, the worker bees. The queen don't give a damn about no worker bee. They'll send them out there and do a death trap every single day to get their stingers ripped out of them. Right. Those, the grays, like. They're worker bees. They're just out there collecting a little DNA here and there, mutating, uh, you know, a little bit of cattle mutilations. No big deal. A little barbecue. You know, did they have a little deal, a little side handshake with old boy, former president back White. in the 50s, Eisenhower? Yeah. Who cares? Uh, that's the. What I'm saying is, you're going to send the drone workers out. Well, yeah. They got no genitals. They important. got no mouth. They don't have to eat. They got these giant brains. The black parts of their eyes is just huge, weird, like VR goggle lenses. You think? Oh, yeah. Tell I think th they got big, grotesque, but, nasty tell me this. If eyes you, behind them. If you were sending out, they a got drone, no nose. Wouldn't you make them look a little bit more like. You ever read the Dr. Seuss book? No. Uh, nose the nose book. No, everybody grows a, a nose between each pair of eyes. How would you fit your glasses? How would you? They're the only thing that doesn't have a nose. What does that matter? It's just odd. <laughs> I'm just. They like, don't smell we know, anything. What's I'm saying? Everything here on Earth has a nose. Maybe it's because they're read in the space. Dr. Seuss book. Maybe it's because they're in space and they can't <clears throat> smell anything. Yeah. Between each pair of eyes is no. Nose. I don't disagree that you they know they have slits. Everything I've ever heard. What do they need to eat for? Everything I've ever heard about the Greys, it doesn't <laughs> seem like they are like um, they're not the upper echelon of the ETs. No, they're the worker bees. Yeah, they're going out there. Hey, ship gets shot down. Not no trying big to deal. knock them because I don't have a UFO. But they're probably but like some AI influenced drone. You know, maybe part mechanical. Maybe they're just a robot. But they're sending Organic them out. Organic robot. They're sending them out to be the 
like the from the mothership. Yeah. Go down there and see what's up. See yeah. what kind of animals are down here. But they've been here forever. Send back At your report. At this point, they're not sending drones. I think whatever's here has been here for a very long time. And very I think possible. people, things have been coming and going here for a very long time. It's very possible. And most of these beings that are potentially here, they're not new to this this quadrant of space. Right. You know, I don't know. That's all I have. It's wild. For that one. It's wild, man. You it guys really want to get wild. weird on some mushroom knowledge next? Yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> Does and anybody else get their mind blown by mushrooms? I'm <laughs> not talking time? like just like I'm talking about just mushrooms in general. Oh, yeah. Are unbelievably strange. Yes. And the more people like Paul Stamets that comes out and has this uh, talking about mycelium networks, the largest organism in the world. Right. You know, our buddy Justin England from Crypts right. of the Corn, they're all mushrooms. <laughs> like he's got right. some. It's uh, it's one of the most amazing things right now, I think, biologically, that we're learning the most about that's blowing my mind more than any other thing right now. Continue. Oh, you're good. You're good. Um, we actually have this one condensed down a little bit because the article is kind of long, so I'm probably just going to give some cliff notes on this and not get too heavy into it. But the basic premise, right? What's going on there? there? There is a thought process of, you know, we have to get to a certain level of intelligence and our computing power, and we're starting to find the limits of our own physical structures, right? So, yeah. you know, we're always looking, how do we make the next great leap or the scientific improvement? And so uh, I just love this first little quote that mm -hmm. I read was, uh, no, this lab isn't trying to recreate scenes from The Last of Us. Uh, the researchers there have been working on stuff like this for a while. It was founded in 2001 with the belief that the computers of the coming century will be made of chemical or living systems or wetware that are going to work in harmony with hardware and software. Right? So this is, a, in my opinion, this is a, just a different take of saying like uh, with Neuralink, you know, you're trying to bridge this gap with biology and computing power. Um the lead researcher says he is planning to make a brain from mushrooms, which, again, sounds really wild, but who knows? Why, why can't we do this, you know, um, yep. especially if you're taking this um, biology and using it instead of just technology? So what they say is, why would you do this, right? So integrating these complex dynamics and system architectures into computing infrastructure, so taking mushrooms and combining a biology with a uh, technology, um, it, it says basically it could allow for information to be processed and analyzed in new ways, right? So we're trying to find that next step. Um, it's gaining ground. There are people that are really, you know, kind of buying into it. Um, with fungal computers, mycelium, the branching web-like root structure of the fungus, acts as a conductor, as well as the electronic components of a computer. Remember, mushrooms are the only are only the fruiting body of the fungus. They can receive and send electrical signals, as well as retain memory. Dude. It's Say all, that again? It's, it's all through biochemistry. It's weird, dude. Mushrooms retain memory? They send essentially That's... memories and information... They'll be able to tell They're another aliens. part of the fort. Oh, yeah. They're the first alien. Uh, it's a, like a hive brain. Yeah. Mycelium networks. Yeah. But here's the thing. All these other nodes are connected into it. Trees, the grass. Right. Uh, the animals eat 
the the plants, right. therefore, which is connected to the mycelium network. Right. When you start getting into the ancient stories of human beings used to be connected with the animals and could talk to the animals and can talk oh, to the plants, wow. that's where all this kind of stuff starts that's to make cool. that seem like not just Native American folklore. Right, right. Right, right. It's not it's just all a wild, based fantastical on, tale. If it's all based on chemistry, right. sending signals. The mycelium network can tell a part of the forest that's not getting nutrients and, stays and away from send it. the nutrients to that place that needs it in the tree. Oh. A tree would might need uh, nutrients. A, another tree can send it through the mycelium network. That just How my is mind. that happening? It's a giant computer system, bro. It's it's and the largest organism in the world is in the Olympic Peninsula. I mean, you know, I mean, we could have England on to do a whole oh, episode yeah. just on mushrooms, um, but dude, and also, yeah, the mycelium is the largest living organism. Absolutely, hundred percent, dude. Right. Um, you know, it's watch Fantastic Fungi. That's a good one. Uh, also, there's uh, I've talked about it before, but there's a documentary about um, the the guy that traveled to Mexico to that met Maria Sabino, the mushroom shaman from Mexico. I think I watched that. Uh, up Is that on in Netflix? The, the mountains of Oaxaca. Is that on Netflix? Um, it could Maybe be. Not. Part, they probably we talked watched about something it. like this just the other day. Um, but uh, Richard Evans Schultes. Mm. You guys haven't heard of Richard Evans Schultes, and you, you want to? He's a mycologist. His wife was a famous mycologist. Um, but they talk about him a lot in in the uh, in, in the uh, documentary Neurons to Nirvana. Yeah. If you haven't checked that out, please go watch that documentary. They get into a lot of mushroom science and stuff like that, and how. Um, you know, what happens on the brain when you're under mushrooms. Right. And it's, again, it's, we've evolved with these fungus. Their chemical system Those is 100% uh, connected to our body. We are right. so available. Obviously, there's poisonous mushrooms. Well, yeah. Uh, but the edible varieties and the psychedelic varieties are almost meant for us. To take them. I mean, that's why you have the story of Santa Claus too, right? Mm -hmm. Reindeer eat mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah. That's right. There's all kinds of stories that go back to it. And Santa coming down the, you know, to give you goodies. Yeah. Coming down the. Yep. And it's it's some kind of like symbol uh, of like your uh, kundalini. Right, right. Of like the chimney represents the energy system of your body. Right. So you have Santa coming down the right to your sacral <laughs> to, chakra to blast you wide open. Yeah, it's I wild, mean, dude. People are weird. People are. We got Santa Claus from that. Why do you think we have strange happenings? Right, because there's always <laughs> things happening that are strange. It doesn't stop. <laughs> and I'm not mad about it. I'm actually no. really excited. Oh man! Because again, this is I would I would be reading about this whether we were doing the show or not. Yeah, you know what I mean. I would be like, "Did you hear?" That's what we would do in general. So it just makes right. sense to hash it out. Yeah, exactly. And also, we get so much from our chat too. Mm-hmm. We also it's have been... a can. Of... Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, Em. I agree with you too. What you did? We were talking about the receptors. Yeah, uh, cannabinoid receptors in humans. I mean, one hundred percent. They're there for a reason. Like, right. It's not by accident. You know, it's... we evolved with them. Right. You know, <sighs> Mark Abrams. I need this computer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> oh, me too. Me too. That's That's great. too funny. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, really, that's, I didn't really go into the article deep on how they're trying to program it or how they're actually going through it. Is it going to come out tomorrow? Probably not. No. Is it being looked at as a viable alternative or a solutionary step in our processing powers? Absolutely. Right. You have, and that's, maybe this goes back to what we were talking about earlier with Silicon Valley Bank going down, right? Full circle. Here we go. I'm we're ready. going to. So let's say this mushroom computer guy or girl or whoever the company is, what if they had their money at Silicon Valley Bank and because of that bank going down, we don't get mushroom now computers Now we don't get now. mushroom computers. You see what I'm so saying? So it's you a catch-22. dirty bankers are robbing me <laughs> from a mushroom computer. Mushroom computer. Let's just hope they're not in dealings with... Let's now that you said step. that, watch them being funded by Silicon Bank or they something. They might be. Comes but out. you know what? Let's take it one step further, right? Like... So now you got this you got this mushroom computer, right? What if that mushroom computer after a while is just like you don't interact with like a keyboard or this or that. You just literally like fly to the navigator. You put your hands on these oh little God. mushroom podiums that oh. download all of your consciousness right. while you're flying it. And it's in tune with oh, you yeah, and it dude. reacts to the well, plane before you do. Didn't because Bob talk about that? Uh Lazar? Lazar, how it was how based Lazar? off of like your consciousness. Oh, flying the UFO, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they it, wear these helmets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so right. it's very close, but they're doing it, it but seems more. flight of the Navigator. God, that those. ship was shiny. Oh, do you remember who the voice was? Which, by the way, of? Necro put flight of the Navigator ship in one of our images. It was a great one. So it was great. Dude. Do you remember who the voice was of the but alien? I watched that with my daughter, and she's loved flight of the Navigator. You know who the old. voice is? Uh, yes. I it's... can't bring you home, David. <laughs> you know who that is? <laughs> la, 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 la. It's Pee Wee Herman. It's Paul Rubens. Yeah, it's Paul Rubens. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. And when we watched it, dun, dun, dude, dun, dun, I was dun, like, dun, dun. Tequila. I love Mosh that Tequila. Freaking movie. But I will say, the first Big time Adventure. I love that movie. First time I saw Flight of the Navigator, I was freaked out. Right. Me too. Freaked it affected out. 100. And there should be a warning on that for like kids. Like, this isn't real, but it could be real in the future. Right. And what's the other one that came around the same time? Flight of the Navigator and then not the Outsider. No, no. Hold on. With River Phoenix and their friends. That oh, get the Explorers. Explorers. Thank you. God. God it's River yeah. Phoenix. And they it's, take a homemade ship. That? Who is uh, all in that movie? God. That's going to hurt my brain. Well, I feel like what's his head's in it? Uh, Feldman? Corey Feldman? Uh, is he? I got to look it up now. I can't go without yeah. finding the full cast. I think you're right. The Explorers. Mark Abrams' Explorer. Explorers was the best, Mark, 100%. It's such a great movie. And you know what? They're, okay, you want to go back to it? The funny thing we said earlier about the Greys are like the Dans? Yeah. The Greys are like the, 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 the drones. drones. Mm -hmm. um, in the Explorers, who did they run into? I was just gonna when they got up there. I, hey, teenage I aliens. Yes, and it was that Ethan Hawke. They took a River Phoenix. Yes. Who else was in that? There was another big actor at the time. I thought maybe not Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix. I thought Jerry O'Connell was in it for some reason. Maybe not. Well, that's Stand by Me. You're thinking of he is. But man, that's such a good film. And they end up making you know the whole yeah. bubble around. And then their they ship get in trouble, and, and the mom and dad alien come out, and they get like grounded and stuff. Yeah. But they're tuned into like all the worldwide TV. Yeah. So they they like can quote all the movies and yeah. all the shows and, and all the jokes. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know how we got to the explorers, but 
back to flight, flight of, of the navigator. navigator yeah and and the uh james cromwell there you go um the biological yes. fungal right ufo shit that justin was talking about that time where he's like they're made of fungi or they're you know they're these they crave nitrates they steal hot dogs from this hot dog cart they rob a semi truck of all this fertilizer right and again soft disclosure stranger things has that episode in like season yep. 3 where the old lady's eating bags of fertilizer. Mm -hmm. Do you know that didn't make any sense to me until then, Justin said that. Yeah. That whole scene in that movie, in that show made no sense right. to me. Tremors, too. Of what the fertilizer meant. I was like, this yeah. is the dumbest thing. Why are you eating fertilizer? It's so stupid. Mm -hmm. And when he said it, I was like, that is so interesting. Organic Look, UFOs. Rolo just got up. I know. He's like, <laughs> it's, like it's 8.04. It's eight <laughs> It's eight, you guys oh, are four minutes past. It's eight oh four. I need a lap. My, my Look, lap. He's trying time. to get in the office now. Oh, he's trying to get back in there. Dis bro. jump on Disbro's lap. Oh, Disbro spoils him. <laughs> Disbro spoils him. Dude, why did Pee Wee Herman just flash across my screen? There's no reason I should have just seen Pee Wee Herman, but he did at uh -huh. one point, along with Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf, great film. I just saw it. I don't understand what's happening here. Is that all we had? Computers listening to me. I think so. Is yeah. there anything else to really recap? Was that all the articles? I think we're good. Well, another great quote by him. Do we have some uh, folks in the chat? Acute psilocybin effects include reduced negative mood, of course, increased uh, positive mood, and reduced, uh, what does that say? Bub, can you read that? I can't. Reduced amygdala response. Okay. So your amygdala is, if anybody remembers the water boy. Yep. <laughs> well, your amygdala is, isn't your amygdala for aggression? <laughs> I think the medulla oblongata as well, but I think the amygdala is like the fight center. Right. Um, well, so that it, would make sense. It reduces this part, uh, your frontal co cortex as well, which kind of reduces the ability for your left or right brain to not cross-communicate. Right, right. So it disables that part of your brain. Right. So that's where people have those experiences where they're seeing colors or hearing... Uh, cross-communication between different music, lobes. Seeing music, hearing and, colors. Yeah. Um, and it has a great way to kind of bridge that gap to where now your conscious mind is able to uh, accept new ideas, new thoughts, be okay with trauma or things that you've maybe gone through right that's why it's great for therapy and, right you know well it's you know, being researched real heavily right hat. now yep i mean there's a lot of programs out there there's a lot of uh, pharma pharmaceutical companies that are um you know really working on it we know we did the uh, article about australia in the brain exactly oh, okay yeah so it's maybe the muladula oblongata is so really it just makes you comfortable with being able to explore any issues that you may have gone through or just gives you a, a safe mental place yeah sorry i'm reading that chris last <laughs> damn it. it said large marge gets all the credits but that clown bicycle surgery scene is what freaked me out most from peewee's big adventure when oh i know his bike yes oh my gosh oh that was rough francis i hated francis yeah francis was the devil but he had a sweet bathtub well he gave him that uh gum the gum that <laughs> turned his mouth black to get him back that was great uh okay oh, nice um Yes, we are very much into this kind of research. At least I am. M. Oh yeah. Um, we would love to have a more in-depth episode on the subject. I know uh, with Amel, we kind of got into some of those areas with her. Yeah. Um, with uh, Luvia, she's got a little bit uh, more of the shamanic, uh, traditional 
kind of uh, indigenous ways of through music and sound. Right. But, it, you know, the therapy, the the ceremonies can really help. Um, but it's it's definitely something that I would love to have, like, a, a map scientist on this show. Or someone that's in the field so, doing this research would be I've, amazing. I've got somebody. So, M, if you know anybody. I've got somebody on Twitter I've been working on, Or if you too. are. I've got somebody on Twitter I've been working on. Okay. Just Great. To, I do. I have somebody I'm trying to. I believe you, yo. Trying to slow roll the ball. Don't want to be too overly aggressive of like, hey, you know, come on and, and share your research. But they are yeah. a researcher in that field. And that is. Cool. So once they start coming across as like, me, I'm yeah. going to see what's going on here. So. Cool. Say in the next month or two, maybe yep. reach out and see if we can, because that would be great to have somebody that actually can explain it. Yeah. Right. I've just watched, I've listened to a lot of people on podcasts. And so I'm no expert. I know no. a little bit of way smarter people and I'm kind of able to repeat a lot of the things that I've heard pretty smart people. Like Duncan Trussell still has a lot of researchers on. So from his podcast, right. I've learned a lot from him having on so many folks from maps and other, uh, you know, organizations over the years. Uh, yeah. Here okay. you go. Absolutely. Might have to hit you up. Awesome, man. Put you in the, in the talk. Absolutely. Native and, uh, in bioscience. Wonderful. To be continued on. And that's just like where all of my interests converge. Um, but this has been a great episode, Bob. Did you have a good fun. time? I had a great time. I hope all of you guys had a good time. Uh, I had a great time watching the chat pop off, man. Yeah. It had me dying like yeah. a couple times. We thought, you know what? Let's do a Strange Happenings. It's a little later in the evening. Yeah. Let people actually get here. So uh, much love to our families for allowing us to do this tonight. Absolutely. Um, again, we want to thank... Anybody that's listening, anybody that's watching, um, some of the things we talked about, uh, the folks listening at home won't hear for, uh, you know, a week or so. Right. The audio uh, side comes out a little yeah, bit later. So some of the things that we're promoting, uh, but always, you know, keep an eye on us on social media or Instagram. Uh, TikTok's king right now, apparently. TikTok is on top. <laughs> like, again, Stoner <laughs> cast a spell on his TikTok and is just crushing it. Oh my gosh. Now, Super all funny. I wish was in <laughs> hindsight was that I had taken on TikTok instead of Twitter as the challenge of getting t- like <laughs> to 10,000 followers on TikTok. Yeah. I think I could have got there and got that steak dinner, but don't got there in a week. I'm not I'm not getting there uh, on Twitter, but hey, we appreciate yes. all you guys so yep, much. Absolutely. Thank you for all the love. Mark, awesome scene, Mark. Absolutely. In the chat. Miss you, Mark, M, Necro, Jared. Yes. All of you guys, Flutz, Flutz Capacitor, born not to run. always, Born Not to Run. You guys are always you here. Guys, we're always appreciative. Very much so. And you keep us on our toes. Uh, we're working on getting some merch. We're working on getting some merch is hats, common. hoodies. Uh, you know, we'd love to send out some care packages when all that Absolutely. stuff's happening. Um, uh, you know, we appreciate the love, the support. We yes. want to try to kind of give some of that back. Uh, handing out stickers only can get you so far with... Sharing a sticker's great. Sticker's great, but we'd like to make it cooler than a sticker too. Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. So we'd like to have those little bit of uh, like treats to be able to send out to people to say thank you. Yep, absolutely. So um, you know, Instagram. I I do uh, most of our Instagram stuff. Yeah, I'm on there, um, but I'm not very active. No, but th- you're handling our Twitter yeah. stuff, Bob. Uh, TikTok's on. Uh, Stoner's Stoner. handling TikTok. And we got a so, Facebook group. 
Facebook group to all of our new. <laughs> we have a big ecosystem of social media. We're slowly building some things. Yeah. Um, yeah but thank you to our, all of our new subscribers and, and uh, people that join the Facebook group, uh, subscribers on YouTube. Make sure you like uh, this video. Hit that notification and bell. Those of you that aren't live currently, but uh, maybe come across our page and listen to this or watch this, uh, please do hit subscribe if you like us. Yeah, or check and out some of our other videos or episodes if you haven't. You know, we've got a yep. pretty big backlog. We start seeing them hit on the audio side of like, man, that episode's from like three years ago, which means that's great. People are showing up and they're going, hey, what else do you have to offer? I want to hear about this. I want to hear about that. And so, yeah, some of our old videos cool. are getting ready to take off. Um, if you guys haven't seen, I mean, we promoted it when it came out, but uh, Clifford Mahuti, the Zuni elder, we had a video that came out a few weeks ago. If you haven't seen that, uh, you know, go check that out because Clifford talks about the serpent, you know, us being talks about the serpent mound. He yeah. talks about uh, serpents throughout Native American and South uh the American Southwest and the Zuni and Pueblos and their connection with the serpent. And it's a fantastic video. It's yeah, it's really, but cool. we would love for that to definitely get some love uh, because I think, you know, uh, Clifford's family and his friends are all about getting Clifford's message out now right. that he's passed. Right. Uh, they want as many, many people as possible to uh, tap into uh, one of Clifford's final messages, I feel. so. It was, yeah. Mm -hmm. It really was. Uh, Too wild. So, Rolo, what do you think? We done, bud? Oh, he's out. Yeah. He's wow, he didn't off. move. Well, I think we're good. And oh, there he goes. <laughs> Come on. Go get him. Well, this has been a great episode. Again, thank you, guys. Go get him. Uh, I don't think there was anything else. Obvi obviously, thank you to the Wizard Stoner and Sir Bro of Diz. Absolutely. Uh, hit us up on all the social media platforms. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We're out. Peace. See you guys.